Hey friends, welcome to the Happy Healthy Mindful Podcast with me, Coach Jen. I'm a suicide attempt survivor, an anxiety conqueror, an Enneagram One that loves strong coffee, and I can even create a kick-ass charcuterie board. Life is crazy, right? But despite what gets thrown at us, we can handle anything. On this podcast, we'll talk about stress, organization, or the lack of it, how to roll with the punches and be okay with change, and most importantly, how to live the happy, healthy life that you deserve. Let's start the show. Guys, I'm so giddy. Today's episode is all about self-care practices, and I'm so incredibly excited to talk to you about this because self-care is one of those things that I am just uber passionate about. Now, I grew up not really knowing that self-care was literally about taking care of yourself. I always had this image in my mind that self-care was about pampering and getting your hair and nails done and taking like a three-hour bubble bath and going shopping and buying a whole new wardrobe, like fancy crap. I always thought that self-care was just one of those things that was out of my reach that I couldn't do because I didn't have the money to do it. Well, if you're thinking that way too, I want to snap you out of that thought and bring you back to reality because that is not the truth. It wasn't until my late 20s, early 30s that I really started to figure out that self-care was so much more than all that pampering stuff. Self-care is something that is necessary and meaningful for everyone's life. And I really wish that school systems would teach us this because I really think the rates of anxiety and depression and suicide would dramatically decrease. There. I said it. It's out there. It is what it is. So (laughs) let's talk about self-care. Now, if you don't know, I have created a course all about self-care practices. You can get it on my website and I'll put the link in the show notes. And the reason I created this was because I wanted to teach people what self-care really is. I wanted people to really understand that self-care is not just about beautifying yourself and being the most perfect image of a human being. Like I said, it is so much more than that. So today I'm going to give you three different ways that you can practice self-care. And these are straight from the course. And if these sound great to you, I'm so glad because these are one of the things These are the things that I pulled from the course specifically because I think these are the most important ways for you to practice self-care. So let's get started with number one. Number one, the first way that you can really take care of yourself 
that you can really practice self-care is by taking care of your health. That means your physical health, your emotional health, your mental health, your spiritual health, any type of health. Taking care of it is an act of self-care. Now, if we talk about eating well, I always live by the 80-20 rule. 80% of my food is good, clean food, things that come from really good resources, and that 20% I can have some fun with. That's one way that I take care of myself. I also move my body at least four times a week. One of the things that they tell you in all the resources is they want you to get 10,000 steps a day. Well, you know what? For most people, that's not really achievable. So how about shoot for 7,500 steps a day? That is doable. Moving yourself, moving your body every single day is an act of self-care. Drinking your water, half your body weight in ounces every day. This is one that I struggle with, guys, and I work on it, I work on it, I try. I have an app on my phone called Plant Nanny, and if I don't drink the water, I'm not keeping the plant alive. This is one of the reasons I have a black thumb. I cannot keep plants alive. (sighs) But drinking your water, drink half your body weight in ounces, active self-care. Yes, in the beginning, you're going to pee a lot. You'll get used to it. It's okay. And most importantly, have regular checkups. Now, you're going to hear that one, have regular checkups, and you're going to think, I am pushing the medical industry and insurance. No, 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 no. I used to work for a health insurance company. I am not pushing that. No. I am pushing regular checkups, meaning you're yearly. That's all you have to go. You're yearly with your physician. You're yearly with your pulmonologist if you have asthma like me. Your yearly eye checkup. Things that you have to do routinely every single year. And then the dentist every six months. Go get your teeth cleaned. <laughs> because no one no one likes a dirty mouth, okay? <laughs> Let's be real. Floss those teeth, brush those teeth, and go see your dentist every six months. Regular checkups are things that you can do for yourself to keep you healthy. The whole point of taking care of your health is so you can have the best body that you physically can have. It's not about having six-pack abs. It's not about being perfect. It's about being healthy. It's not about being a certain number on the scale either, people. It's not about that. And you can tell I'm really fired up on this episode because this this means a lot to me. Taking care of your health is so incredibly important. Now, the eat well, move daily, drink your water, have regular checkups. Those are all kind of physical health. But guess what? If you do them all, you're going to have better mental health as well. And if you feel like you need it, go see a therapist. I've done it on a number of occasions. If you know my story, when I first had my suicide attempt, I only got eight visits because that's what insurance covered and my family couldn't afford anymore. That was not enough, people. 
therapy is a good thing. Don't be afraid of going if you need to talk to somebody. Sometimes talking to a third neutral party is so incredibly worth it. So check out actual therapy, mental health therapy, if you need it. There's those apps like BetterHelp, and that's not sponsored, but I've heard some good things about them. So if going to see somebody physically in person doesn't work for you, check out those online services. And then what about your spiritual health? When it comes to spirit, it's not about religion. Those are two different things. Your spirit is your beliefs, that you stand by your morals, that you have a good compass built in you. Having a good spiritual health means you're living right by yourself, the planet, and the people around you. So look at your life and see what works for you when it comes to having a good spiritual health. Only you can figure that out. And then the emotional health, that kind of goes along with all of this. There are days that I still have meltdowns. I have crying fits. And I also have laughing fits. It happens. <laughs> that, that's part of living with anxiety and depression. And having it be somewhat balanced is is what you want. You don't have to be even keeled all the time. That's not real. If you were even keeled all the time, you'd be a cyborg. You you wouldn't be a normal person. You need to make sure you take care of your health. Because if you don't, you're going to get to the end of the road and wish that you did. So take care of your body, take care of your mind and take care of your soul. Because those things are true self-care that a lot of people don't take the time for. And I want you to make the time for it. So that's number one, health. Number two, routine. Yeah, having structure to your days scares a lot of people. Because they feel like they're in this confined box, that there's no wiggle room to have fun, that there's too many rules and regulations, and listen, 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 Linda, listen. It's not about that. Having structure to your, to your days means that you have a plan for the day. I use a planner so I can write down what's going on in my life, the appointments, the tasks that I want to get done. I put down the times that they are associated with when they're due. I do that so I can look at my calendar and go, okay, there's my structure. This is where I have free time. This is where I can breathe a little. The whole point behind, behind having structure to your days is that you know what to expect and when something gets thrown at you that you didn't expect, you can manage it well. The other reason I want you to think about having a routine is that it creates good habits. You'll hear people talk about having a morning routine. I have tried to get up early 
for the longest time. <laughs> like I'm talking even just 15 minutes early and I am not a morning person. So my morning routine does not look like the alarm goes off with birds chirping. I have my water. I journal. I meditate. I do yoga. And then I have breakfast. No, 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 no. My morning routine starts with getting up, washing my face, getting dressed, making myself look presentable for the world, having my coffee, having breakfast with my husband, and talking before I leave the house. That's my morning routine. And for me, that works. And the good habit about that, the good thing that I've created in there is the fact that I have conversation with my husband every single morning before I leave the house. We always hug each other and say, I'll see you later. And that habit that's been built into my routine, if I didn't have that, Oh, life would be very different. I wouldn't feel as though I was on the right path. So creating a routine and having some structure to your day helps you create good habits. Now, if you're hearing this part of the podcast and saying, nope, I'm against it, I don't want to do it, let me introduce you to something that you might be willing to entertain. It's what I call flexible planning. What that means is you have a schedule to your day, but in that schedule, you allow for some fluidity. You allow for some changes. You allow for some wiggle room. Flexible planning means You write down all the appointments you want to get done or you have to get done and you write down all the things you want to get done and know that if you don't get some of those done and they roll over to the next day, it's okay. There are some days that I come home from my part-time job and working is not something I want to do right away. So I take a break. I refresh my my brain and refresh my mind, and then I'm ready. So flexible planning is all about having the wiggle room in your calendar and having white space that you can use to your advantage. So when you hear the word routine, don't get scared. You can build a routine without having a super tight schedule and a really like hard-lined, structured day. You can do it. I do it on a regular basis. And if you don't know how to do it, use that flexible planning idea. See what you can write down, schedule for yourself, and get done, but not have the judgment associated with it if you don't get it done. So that's number two. Build a routine for yourself that works. Oh, before we move on to this, I talked about morning routines. Think about getting a nighttime routine for yourself as well. One of my nighttime routines is that I shut off the electronics by like 7.30, 8 o'clock and then go to bed and read for an hour or two and I meditate during that time. I do that as a way to stop the blue light from keeping my brain activated 
and to wind my brain down. So I get ready for sleep. I get ready to relax. So that's my nighttime routine and it works for me. Doesn't mean that you have to have the same one. But thinking about routine, not only does it involve planning your day, but having some sort of regular activities that you do every morning and or every night. Okay, enough about routine. Let's move on to the third way I want you to think about self-care. And this one is all about using your voice. Now, we talk to people on a regular basis, right? You use your voice on a pretty regular basis. But do you use your voice in a way that cares for you? Let me explain what I'm talking about. Using boundaries is a way to tell people what your limits are, to know what buttons they can push and how far you are willing to go. But I bet a lot of the people around you have no idea where that boundary is because you haven't told them. You haven't told them, sorry, I won't do this, or sorry, that's not something that I do. That's just not for me. I want you to think about using your voice to telling people what you're willing to do and not do and what works for you and your soul and what makes you sleep at night. Don't just say yes to everything because it's what you think is right. That's what I used to do and it doesn't work. Tell people what your boundaries are. Tell people what your limits are because when you do that, A, you're going to realize who your true friends are. Yep, I said it. People are going to walk away because you won't do something that they assumed you'd be willing to do. But listen, that's okay. Because when your true friends show up in your life, they support you better. And you're better surrounded by quality people. And B you'll feel a weight lifted off your chest because now people know more about you. So tell people about your boundaries. Tell people what your limits are and use your voice to do that. The second part of using your voice is self-talk. This one's hard and it's really hard for me because we always have that situation of the devil on one shoulder and the angel on on the other and they're arguing back and forth and they're talking 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 and you're having that conversation in your head constantly and usually that self-talk becomes negative and makes you feel like a piece of crap um i mean this doesn't happen for everybody but this happens for a lot of people so Practice some self-talk that's positive. And I want you to try what I call the mirror, mirror challenge. So Snow White, I think it was, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? And it would show her, the mirror would physically show her who was the fairest. Well, it's kind of like that. 
No, you don't have to say that whole nursery rhyme, but I do want you to look at yourself in the mirror every morning when you're ready to head out the door or get ready for work. And I want you to give yourself a compliment. Yep. I want you to say one thing that's good about how you look, how you feel, what you're wearing, what your attitude is every morning. And I want you to look yourself in the eyes and say this out loud. I don't want you to say it in your head because guess what? It means so much more when we say it out loud, when we hear our own voice. So every morning, give yourself a little positive pep talk, some good self-talk, and remind yourself that you are a good person. You're happy, you're healthy, you look great in that sweater, those jeans make your butt look awesome. I don't care what it is. Figure out what compliment you're going to give yourself and say it out loud. So let me wrap it up again. Nice little bow with these three things that I want you to remember to practice self-care. Take care of your health. Take care of you. You need to take care of yourself first. Number two, create a routine in your life that works for you and your family. And number three, use your voice to your advantage. You are given the ability to speak for a reason. You are given the ability to talk for a reason. So use it wisely. And if you're interested in learning more about that workshop that I mentioned at the beginning, the link is in the show notes. How it works is that it's $97 and you'll have lifetime access. In the next couple of months, I'm going to be recording all new videos and those will be posted in the workshop. And there's a private community for all of the members that take this workshop. And hopefully by mid-year, we're going to relaunch the entire thing. It's going to be all those new videos, better slides, better content. And we're going to do something called a self-care Sunday chat right in that community that you'll have the access to. And all the recordings will be posted for those. Those self-care Sunday self chats are going to be about what happened for the week, the good things, how you took care of yourself, and so much more. So check out that link that's in the show notes. Take care of yourself. And remember... No judgment. You are a good person. You are here for a reason and you are enough. So love yourself enough to show that. Okay, guys, that's it for today. If you took anything away from this episode, let me know what it is. Tell me what your biggest takeaway was by sharing a screenshot of this episode on socials. And don't forget to tag me in your post. You can find me at the Real Jen Mullen on Instagram, Real Jen Mullen on Twitter, and Just Live Mindfully on Facebook. Heck, if you know of a friend that needs to hear this episode, share it with them. And for more information, head on over to jenmullen.com. I want to thank you for sticking with me. Remember to hit that subscribe button so you always get the next episode as soon as it drops. Here's to living mindfully, friends. 
I'll talk to you next week.